Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we want to thank you all for tuning into our podcast, the Sports Plebes. I'm Nate Dar, joined as always by my co-host Joe Timler and our producer Matt Arnold. Lots to go over today. We start by touching on the NFL draft. Five signal callers taken in the top 15. Do the Bears finally have their Messiah at quarterback? Yes, we do. The NBA regular season winds down. Feels like Jokic has locked up the MVP. Some of the best drama remains in the question of who will get stuck in the play-in tournament. MLB is off and running. Some thoughts on the Cubs and the Astros. Uh, get a warm welcome at Yankee Stadium with fans in attendance, albeit limited for the first time since their cheating scandal rocked the baseball world. Some brief Notre Dame football news and repercussions of the attempted European Super League, or ESL, are still felt in the sport. Wrapping things up, as always, with our social media story and Joe's Bets of the Week. Matt, Joe, how are you guys this evening? Nate, I'm doing great, and uh, let me be the first one to wish you happy Cinco de Mayo. I don't know if you knew uh, that was today. Drinking some tequila here, yeah. Oh, what kind of tequila? Um, Just some Jose Cuervo. <laughs> just? <laughs> I, I, I trust I had, it's gold. I had some, I had some Don Julio but oh, earlier, but I finished that off. See, so. see, see, see. Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking the White Claw tonight, so... Uh, I'm representing the the white girls of America here. Um, yeah, 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 no, it's good. It's good stuff, though. Uh, yeah, no, but I had a good weekend. Finished the half marathon. Got to run it with my wife. It was a really good experience. It was low 60s. Had some cloud cover, a little bit of drizzle. It was actually perfect weather to run it. Um, so that was a good experience. Came back. Celebrated Andrea's birthday, actually. So it was a double whammy. And then we have Mother's Day this weekend. So it's... Uh, there's a lot on my shoulders here trying to get all the presents ready and everything put together. But it's all good stuff. I'm pretty happy. We're still looking for our first win in uh, the soccer league. I'm 0-3 as a coach right now. We have two games this weekend, so I'm really hoping we can come away with one win uh, out of those two. Um, but, you know, it's 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 really just about learning. It, like, you know, as one of our favorite basketball players once said, it's not – whether you win or lose, it's how you play the game. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's just how I take it, one game at a time. How have you been, Nate? I've been good, brother. Um, yeah, we've been doing the T-ball thing, so that's been fun. Um, eating a lot of ballpark food uh, and just hanging out with the family pretty much. Man, I did a bunch of landscaping this weekend. That was great. The weather is oh, beautiful. Wow. Probably the nicest weekend uh, we've had probably this summer, probably this year, honestly. Um so, yeah, laid a bunch of mulch down, got up on the roof, scared the crap out of Alicia, cleaned out <laughs> all the gutters. You know, I'm up. I There's there's hornets everywhere. I've, like, declared. It's, like, I mean, it's it's warm oh, no. with them right now. I went and bought a bunch of fly swatters, and that's the only thing I can think. So I can't I can't figure out. I think their nest is in, like, my neighbor's yard or something like that. I have no idea. But they're everywhere. And they haven't stung the girls or anything like that yet. But I, I legitimately killed 100 hornets this weekend, or wasps this weekend, I should say. Um, and That's I stopped terrifying. I, yeah. Do you have yeah. the spray, you know, the, the spray can, the aerosol that you can just whip them with? Yeah. yeah. But like, you're supposed to use that on the net. So I just, I just get them with fly swatters or my hand, honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, have you gotten stung? <laughs> no, I have not gotten stung. Uh, I'm fast, fast lightning, bro. So, um, no, I, uh, other than that, everything's good, man. Uh, Spencer's coming in town this weekend. We got a little, little boys night planned with Matt coming in. It's Josh Kramer's birthday today. One of our other close friends, friend of the pod. Um, and so I think they're going to try to mow Tony's lawn and get a little, uh, get a, some golf games going out there. I won't show up till a little later, but it worked out good because Spencer, uh, I, he hasn't been in town since Thanksgiving, okay. but his, but his boys are throwing him a party Friday night. And my mom, of course, sprung the like, oh, we're going to have everybody over for, for dinner. So we're both kind of like, OK, yeah, we'll hang it. But it sounds <laughs> like he wants to he's going to want to get out of there more than I'm, I'm going to want to get out of there. So it works out. And I think he's going to come over tomorrow night, Thursday and uh, spend the night at my house. So we'll get some time together. Uh, Sans parents. Nice. You know, what, what if his boys partied with your boys? Would that be a good mesh? Uh, I don't know. His boys are uh, his boys are a little wild. For us, Ooh, man, you yeah. just got called out. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, not, not, not just there. I mean, they're they're five years younger than us too. You know, better remember that's true. That. That's so, true. Um, back in our heyday, we probably could have hung with them, but uh, now <laughs> I think they still they still get white girl wasted and not on white claw. I don't think Joe. So, uh, 
No, I heard not. that if you could throw a shot of tequila in a lime white claw, that's pretty good. That was a, a tip I picked up at work today. So I've heard know. that too, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, nothing, um, nothing going on here. Matt, how you been? I'm good, man. Just, just excited for our, for our, look forward to it. What was the most exotic place you flew this week? This week? Um yeah. this week. Uh, or you can or if it was last week, you can tell us a good one last week. Oh, man, it all blurs together. We went to Prescott, Arizona. That's kinda of nice. Is, is that up in the mountains or is that how it is. Was that close to any big cities? Okay. No, you know it's, it's further up north, so it's actually doesn't get really super hot there. So like if it's I guess 120 degrees in Phoenix, it might only be, you know, 90 or something, 100 in the, in the mountains up cool. there. So it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't get super warm, but super scenic, super, super nice area. Nice. I have a, I have a destination wedding for my sister-in-law next year in Sedona. So oh, I yeah, think it's kind of a similar thing. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, just a really close drive. I think it's under an hour. 30, okay. 40 minutes or okay. Yeah. Some crazy people up there though. Um I saw some dude who just bought it must have been like a new truck, a couple of years old. He had spray painted all over his truck, every single side of his truck. He'd literally been spray painted. Um like how NASA is a hoax. It, NASA is a joke and they know you're stupid. Uh, no. he was just driving around town. Uh super weird. Just just some crazy people that live up there bunch of old crazy people i think yeah well i mean nasa why pick on nasa wow it's, it's, oh, it was super he's a flat earth he's a flat earther man super weird anyway. all right yeah. well thanks for the update it? matt yeah that was that was good. how can you be a flat earther today that's one thing i don't understand i just <sighs> i don't know i don't know it's weird it's getting a plane weird. right matt i mean i know you do it every I day guess. yeah mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either, man. Um, you guys want to get into it? NFL draft. It was oh, exciting. It was an. Awesome it was game. fun. Yeah, there was a lot of trades. In there were some fans there. There was. It was kind of fun on stage. They were giving hugs. There was no masks. Goodell was getting booed. It was. It was everything that we had missed from the past year. So I was pretty happy to see that. What do you think of Goodell's chair being brought up there? I kind of loved it. Some people hated it. I just thought it was funny, and like I like they they put the fan. I was like, "That's cool. That's cool that you get to like." I don't. I, I'm sure those fans didn't walk in thinking for one minute like I'll get up on the stage for 30 seconds or whatever it is. But I, I didn't. Was- I didn't realize till after the fact that it was the same chair from the draft the previous year. Is that right? Yeah, I didn't either. I just thought they had a random chair up there, and then right. I thought it was like some sort of competition, like you. Yeah. I was watching it in a bar, and I will say that uh, there was not much social distancing going on here in Indiana. <laughs> it was pretty packed. So, yeah, we, I couldn't hear anything. They didn't have the sound on either. So, yeah, I didn't know until afterwards that it was uh, that it was um, that chair from last year or whatever. But I did I, – man, I had a long shot parlay, Timler. I had mm. the first seven picks of the draft. I nailed six of the seven. I didn't get Trey Lance. I, I bought into the match. That's a hard one. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I, I got all I, I, I was still kind of proud of myself. But it would have, it would have won, won me some nice cheddar. I still, I still had some, some bets pay out. But that was, that was disappointing to be like, oh man, if I just, you know, if I could have read the tea leaves a little better, um, and known that that was the first surprise of the draft at the end of the day. You know, pick number three, everybody understood that, you know, barring something crazy happening, it was going to be Lawrence and Wilson off the board, as we talked about. Um, but yeah, what. What do you think about the trade Lance pick? I think it's just insane that they traded that much capital to get a guy that's hasn't, I mean, there's some insane stats on him. Like he he's only dropped back like 20 times without the lead, um, you know, in his career. Uh, I think there he's was only some- played. Yeah. What a 17 games, not a, maybe not even, yeah. Like a season and a half of football. It's crazy. And North Dakota state. The thing with them is, they're so much better than anybody else at that level. Most times, most times yeah. when they line up on the field, they just have more talent than anybody else. So, yeah, I mean, and he, I mean, he looks like a stud. Don't get me wrong. And he could develop, I mean, he could develop. I just think, um, I mean, the amount of draft capital they gave up and the fact that, you know, it broke 
during the like the day of the draft, Schefter broke it, which he loves breaking crappy things at practice. <laughs> that uh, Rogers officially wanted out of Green Bay and would not come back and play there. And um, you know, a lot of people have been all over this, but I think if you know the 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 49ers were honest about it that yeah we immediately made a play for Aaron Rodgers and offered like we called the Packers and it was a quick phone call basically the Packers basically were like we're not interested um and I would just be I would just wonder I would if if Trey Lance doesn't work out it's already awful for that franchise obviously and you would think their coach and GM are probably going to get fired but then you add to that that they pulled the trigger on that trade so early. That was what was kind of confusing about it. You know, it was so early in the draft process and they're just like, yeah. we're trading up to three, we're doing it. And it's like, whoa, we're still evaluating people. And you guys are just locked in. Um, and then, well, did you, do you know where they were supposed to pick originally? They, they were at number 12. And I, I think they could have had Lance at 12. They could have not given away all this and taken him at 12. Or they could have, yeah. Or they could have like got Mac Jones, who apparently they were in love with too, you know. And it was that's kind of the word is that it was Mac Jones, Mac Jones, and the last minute they fell in love with Trey Lance. Um, I just think it's crazy. And if you add if Trey Lance isn't fantastic, um, and then you add to that the fact that if they hadn't pulled the trigger on that trade so early, they probably could have got on the horn with the Packers draft day and put together. I mean, if then you have three picks to offer, you know, you're like, hey, we'll give you the eleventh pick. Um, you know, I don't know, uh, some, one of our defensive studs and we'll give you our next two first round draft picks for Aaron Rodgers. What do you say? You know? Right. Um, and that's the better, cause that, that was the thing. I understand that they called them, but I'm like, what did they, like, what did they have to offer? They don't have first round picks in the next two drafts. So they offered them the third overall pick and what? Like, like defense, like, are you going to give him Bosa? Like, really? Like, he's, he's a freak. I don't know if I want to give him up, but you have to at that point. Um, right. It's, it's much better to have the 11th pick this year and what's likely going to be two top 10 picks and 22 and 23 to offer. That's much more enticing for the Packers than just the one pick at number three with the quarterback they're probably not in love with, right? Because it's after Lawrence, there's a big drop off, and it seems like there's a perceived drop off after Wilson as well. So, yeah, it was a, it was a tough tough day for the 49ers. Felt for our boy Peter. Um, a lot of offensive guys taken early. I was a little surprised that uh, Devonte Smith, he slim reaper as you call him, amazing. Mm-hmm. He terrorized our Irish. I think he was the best receiver in fo- college football. Obviously, I think he was the best receiver in this draft. Maybe Jamar Chase, you could argue, but he's the third coming off the board, and I think the Eagles got a steal. I mean, he's. Definitely the most dynamic guy since Deshaun Jackson for that team. Maybe even you have to go back to T.O. to get to a better skill position player uh, that the Eagles have had at wideout. So he should be a lot of fun to watch. No, he should be. And, I mean, they reunite him with his former teammate, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's you know that's going to be interesting. I, I love Devontae Smith as well. I understand uh, that Waddle, you know, kind of graded out a little better. But I just yeah. – I think it's crazy with the ankle injury. Um but no, there was a lot of a lot of stuff coming from Miami. That was what made me lock in that that bet actually, because there was a lot of stuff that they'll if Waddle's there, they're take they're taking him. Right. And you could kind of look at the top five and kind of see how it would shake out. Um, I do, I mean, I do, I do think the Bengals. I I don't. I mean, I get it. Jamar Chase might be a generational Hall of Fame wide receiver from somebody that still has PTSD from Andrew Luck retiring <laughs> at the age of thirty your quarterback can be the greatest, like Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback on earth. He can't do much when he's on his ass at the end of the day. You know? <laughs> that's, that's how I feel about Bur- Bur- I feel similarly about Burrow. Like he's obviously not at Mahomes level, but I'm like, yeah, I mean, he looked like he could be a top 10 quarterback as a rookie last year before he got hurt because what he was literally like running for his life. Every time he snapped the ball, I would have taken Panay well if I were them. Um, I, I and, probably would have traded back if I were them, right? Because you could still go, got a really good tackle in the mid first round, and maybe pick up a future first rounder and get oh, another tackle next year. That's even better, you know. Um, but I do think, you know, with that being said, I do think the Lions. I mean, if you looked at their draft room, I mean, and there, it's. I think their coach. Um, I'm blanking on his name right now. I think their coach is kind of a kind of a bro, if you will. You know, talking <laughs> about biting kneecaps and everything. But I mean, they they were they were acting like they just won the Super Bowl when Suell when Suell fell to them. So and I mean, if you I mean, 
again, from the guy that, you know, has a Quentin Nelson jersey and was wearing it on draft night, uh, taking an offensive lineman can be, like, franchise-altering for you if he's that good. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, you know, but, I mean, it was I, I, it was a great draft. It really was. I mean, I I, uh, I, I really like the Justin Fields pick, Joe. I'm not, I'm oh, not, yeah. like, I, I just, I think he's a stud. I mean, when, it's never in our life have the Bears had a rookie quarterback with, like, real hype, right? I was thinking about this. Um, Mitch Trubisky. I mean, <laughs> I don't think anybody was as high on Mitch Trubisky as Bears fans are on Justin Fields. Um and he's gonna he's gonna look sick in that uniform. By the way, buy the jersey for your kids. It's gonna be. I think he's gonna be really good. Uh, they're already selling. I saw something. I thought about. I might buy it for Josh. Actually, it's um, it's like the it's a orange. It's like the Bears colors, the orange and blue, okay. and it just and then uh, I think it's got what's his number? Is his number twenty one? I think he's number twenty one. But it's got the it's got the Bears colors, and then it says Soldier Fields, and it's his number twenty one. I was like, oh. That's that's pretty sweet. <laughs> like, I'm not I don't even, even think I don't think you can wear twenty one as a quarterback, but well, I think badass. I think you can now because what? of the um, the rule change. You can wear whatever you want. Oh, I that's think. terrible! I hate that. Yeah. It's great. But you have to, he's going to be number one. He's going to be number one. He should saw. be number one. Yeah, he give yeah. him give him a single digit number um, yeah. for sure. One five three. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I thought that might. I mean, that if he's good. And this is another thing I thought about. I'm like, what if, what if Fields is like, even if he's just pretty good, and then, um, you know, what if Trey Lance like kind of flames out? I mean, that's just gonna compound, you know, adding insult to injury, a la Mahomes and Watson uh, <laughs> with Trubisky. I mean, they could have, they could, they could have really set the franchise up for success. I still think you obviously start Andy Dalton. Um, but I do think we'll see Fields under center at some point for Chicago this season, obviously. Uh, yeah, but- I think you ease him in around game three or four, um, and hopefully he can get you to, you know, at least compete for a wild card this year and, and be a solid playoff team next year would be the hope. With that defense, they have, you know, decent offensive line, decent skill pushers players. They're not going to wow you, but between Robinson and Mooney, like, they, they, they've got some guys. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, they could be... Yeah. And we'll, we'll see, you know, I mean, I, I, I have no idea. Maybe he'll come out and he'll just be ripping, just shredding in training camp. And I mean, at that point, you know, you're coaching for your job. Yeah. Um, if you're Matt Nagy. I mean, if he comes out and he's just, just, he's just, just destroying them with the second team offense, for example, or whatever, like I think at, at that point, it wouldn't take much for Nagy to be like, all right, I've got to get to the playoffs this year to keep my job. Right. Like he had, if he misses the playoffs, he's fired and the GM's probably fired too, I would think. Um, so it's playoffs are bust for him. And I, I just think fields is going to give him the best, best chance. It wouldn't stun me if fields is their week one starter. I don't think they should wow. do that. Um, but I wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me at all. And part of that's because I don't believe Andy Dalton and Nick Foles have much or anything left in the tank. Um, honestly, but um, the rest of the kind of middle of the draft, uh, I thought uh, I, I, I thought uh, the Jets did a good job with grabbing Elijah Vera Tucker, that guard out of USC. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was around the middle. What is it, like 15? It was 14, no, I mean, yeah. It was, yeah, it was yeah. 14. Right, right before the Pats, the Death Star Patriots got their quarterback. The way the way Pats fans are acting, they're like, Bill knew <laughs> Mac Jones was going to fall. He knew he, knew. he sat there and he waited because he knew just like in the Super Bowl when he didn't call a timeout on first and goal and then the then the Seahawks throw the ball throw the pick or whatever. I'm like, no, no, this is no. That's not what happened. And you know, and if he didn't know Mac Jones was gonna fall, Mac Jones just fell. And at the end of the day, if they were so high on Mac Jones, they would have traded up, they could have traded up and and gotten him, you know, because I mean Really, when the Bears traded up to 11, if you were that high on Mac Jones, like they could have just taken him there if, you know, if they want. I don't know. I just like <laughs> Mac Jones could be a, a good Mac Jones could be a good player. And yeah, part of this is like I hate the Patriots and I don't want them to be good. Um, I would also like I think it's important to remember uh, Mac Jones was throwing to Devontae Smith, John Waddle, uh, and uh, don't they have another guy? That's, yeah, Mechie. 
Mechie, yeah, he's Mechie, really good. Mechie's going to be like a first round pick next year. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so like, like that that those three receivers are like at least twice as good as the Patriots receivers. Patriots got some tight ends right now. Like I get that, but um, yeah. Plus he had yeah. Najee Harris in the backfield, just absolute trucking guys. Like, yeah, yeah. It, 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 there was just a gap. It was kind of like North Dakota, North Dakota State, like you were saying. Like Alabama was just so much better than everyone they played. It's hard to judge it. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, what did you think of uh, the J.C. Horn pick? That was another interesting one by the uh, Carolina Panthers. He was the first defensive player off the board. I didn't have that. That's for sure. I thought Parsons. No, was- yeah, I thought, uh, yeah, Parsons or Sertan even out of Bama was oh, the yeah. Yeah. generally considered the number one cornerback. But I mean, I don't know. I I don't I haven't watched a lot of his tape, but he seems like the consensus it was a, it was a good pick, if if not expected. You know, and who the Panthers. Was- oh, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. You know who his dad is, right? Uh, Joe Horn. Joe Horn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, remember the receiver from yeah, the Rams? He, yeah. Well, he was. Yeah, he was with the Rams, and he was with the Saints when he famously hid a, a then like state of the art flip. Oh phone. Yeah. yeah, that was Joe Horn. Okay, that was crazy, right? I remember that and being like, "Oh my God, what did what did lunatic? He That's the funniest thing ever. That was the funniest <laughs> thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> Great celebration." Uh, I think I think I think he'll be really good. Actually, I think that was actually a really good pick by the Panthers. Um, there were uh, there were some questionable picks, though. I think oh, yeah. you have to maybe look at um, the Raiders yeah. and picking Alex Leatherwood out of Alabama. He was considered what like a late second round pick, early third yeah. maybe. He probably can't even play tackle. He's probably a guard. So I, I don't know. Maybe Gruden probably fell in love with him and and just wanted him there, but they could have had him in the second round. I think. Yeah, um, I I have heard this is not my take. This is not my draft analysis, but sure. you know, a lot. Some people were kind of high on the Giants draft, and then somebody pointed this out that the Giants like had made it known, and it was just known that they wanted Devontae Smith, so they yeah. had the eleventh pick. So then, so then Philly stole him out from underneath them, right? Or they trade with so Dallas. They, yeah. they, they trade. They trade to the Bears. So then, what do they do? They, they, they do the mistake where you're like, well, we need a receiver, so we're still going to take a receiver. And so then they kind of reach for Kadarius Tony, the wide receiver out of Florida, who I think he had some character issues too. So that's that's another one. Everyone from Florida does, yeah. 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 <laughs> where if that doesn't work out, you know, that could be – you know, that's going to – that's going to look really bad for them where it's like, okay, like the trade down isn't bad, but you didn't need – like you didn't need to take a receiver, I don't think. I mean, they, they just signed – the the Lions. Uh, why am I blanking on this guy? Oh, name? Jones, Marvin Jones. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Um, the the he's young. He's the he was the stud for the Lions. He oh, like, you talking about Galladay? Yeah, Kenny oh, Galladay. They got Galladay. Okay, I didn't see yeah, that. They signed Kenny Galladay, so they have Kenny Galladay. They have like they have a good yeah. tight end. Like I don't know. I just thought that was that was a reach, and I was cool with that because uh, Quiddy Pay was another guy who, and I didn't think he would be, but there were some guys that thought that like he might sneaky be the first defensive player off the board. Like, I didn't think that was going to happen, obviously. like I He's think- a freak, though. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, he's tested off the charts. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they mean- could – or they could have taken offensive – they could have taken Christian Derrissaw. He was still on the board from Virginia yeah. Tech to tackle. Like, it was – yeah. Tony, I think, like you said, he's small, character issues. I, I think he was probably a mid-second-round guy. Yeah, indeed. Um, I I loved the Colts pick, man, I, that first-round pick. Now, I will mm-hmm. say this. I do think it's really crazy that they didn't take a tackle until the seventh round. Um, that really blows my mind. And, yeah, I would have – I still think I would have preferred that they take Derisaw, you know, just because Wentz looked atrocious um, <laughs> under pressure last year, you yeah. know. And we don't really have a left tackle. I do think – like, I trust in Ballard. He's earned that, you know. I mean, he's hit home run. He's, he's hit somewhere between home runs and clean hits in the first two rounds in – every draft he's ever done. So I believe in him. I think he knows something. I think Quentin Nelson might lose 15 pounds and move over to left tackle. And um, I don't know. People are like, oh, that's like, that's not, uh, he can't do that. I'm like, he's like the best offensive lineman in football, maybe. Like, I think think he can figure it out. Like, he might go from being like the best offensive lineman to like a top 15 offensive lineman for a year or two till he figures it out. But I think, I think he can figure it out. If all if you're if you're gonna tell me like he he can't, he won't be able to get to the outside and block an edge rusher, I'm like, 
yeah, like there might be some guys that beat him on the edge. Guys get beat on the edge. Have you seen these edge rushers? They're absolute freaks. You know, they're like yeah. six, six, five, six, seven, just 260 pounds and they run a four, four, 40. It's absurd. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't blame him for like, for getting beat a couple times on the edge that way. That's the only thing I could think. And that, that is the one concern with them. Well, that, did, did you get your quarterback of the future though? I, I certainly like Sam Ellinger. I know more than, I'm, more than Ian book. Like he really? went after Ian book. Yeah. It's crazy. I think the saints made a huge mistake in taking him to the fourth round. I think it's just, he should have been an undrafted free agent in my opinion. So one thing on Ian buck, please. Sean Payton was on the DP pot or the DP show, Dan Patrick, right? Uh-huh. Uh, like four weeks ago, three or four weeks ago, right? Just random interview. And they're talking about, you know, they're just, they just talk about random stuff. And they, so they get into Sean Payton was, I had no idea. About this. Sean Payton played quarterback um, and he was really good in high school and he was like, okay in college, but obviously he never, had, like, he was like, oh, I wasn't any good. So sure. Patrick's like, which of the quarterbacks in the draft do you think would be like you're a cop to? And he's like, Oh, like, I don't know. And he like, Oh, it, you can, if you listen to it now, it's so funny. Cause he like, he acts like he can't remember his name. He's like, Oh, that, uh, that, uh, that Notre Dame quarterback, uh, and like Patrick <laughs> Ian book. And he's like, yeah, he, you know, he's scrappy. Awesome. He's just a winner. And, you know, he's kind of, it was just interesting. Cause it's like, Oh, like, so I'm not surprised that he took him in the, like he, he told us, he told us like, Oh, like this guy reminds me of me. Like, and then, um, they asked him about, it. this is the best. They asked him about it. Like he volunteered all this information. It wasn't like Patrick was like, maybe Ian book the quarter. It, it was like, this was completely, like awesome. had clearly had clearly looked at Ian book and was like, going to act like he didn't know who the Notre Dame quarterback's name was like four weeks before the draft. when all they've been doing is draft prep and everything probably for months now. Yeah. And, you gotta play it cool. You gotta play it cool. Yeah. He played He tries to play it cool. So then they, they ask him about it in the press conference. They're like, Hey, you were on the Dan Patrick show and you, you made the comp to yourself to Ian book. And you're like, Oh, but he's obviously way more like 10 times more athletic than I ever was, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Sean Payton, like, tried to play it like he did he was like oh well i do lots of interviews i don't remember that <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he's like and the host usually like i i have like the host usually kind of leads you into those things so dan patrick probably like kind of led me into the ian book thing it's like no that's not at all what happened <laughs> <laughs> ian book like and you acted like you couldn't remember again the notre dame quarterback's name not saying book was like a household name but i mean I he think play, he was a starting quarterback on a playoff team. Like, yeah, yeah he exactly. was kind of a big deal. Um, it, it did hurt me, though, that we did not see any Irish players in the first. I was kind of surprised. I thought Jock Usukormoa would be there. Um, insult to injury. Two Northwestern players got drafted in the first <clears> round, which is just silly. Um, but, we, you know, we picked up in the second and third. We had a whole string of guys go. Um between him, Aaron Banks was off the board. Tommy Tremble got picked in yeah. the third round. That was kind of surprising considering he was kind of like our third option at tight end or blocking guys. So, mm-hmm. uh, But it was cool tight to end. see the guys go off, but no one at the very, very top. Notre Dame's kind of tight end to you, though, um, honestly, mm. at this point. So I, I do think that plays into it. Um, I agree. I thought I, everybody seemed – everybody was stunned that, um, that young Jack fell. I think it didn't make any sense to anybody. Yeah. I, if if Quiddy Pay hadn't been there and you, they were going to take a defensive player, I would have wanted them to take to take JOK. You know, yeah. But um, like it's there might yeah. be some concerns about his size though. I, I think he he was playing at like two twenty. Like he's not a big dude, but he's no, such he's a, a freak. He's a tweener. It's like one of these. Like, is he going to be a safety or is he like a linebacker? Because he's not quite. But yeah, he's a freak. Um. And I think what I think what made him slip was the Najee Harris, Travis Etienne back to back guys, because you're going to tell me that they like JOK wasn't above like above them on their draft boards. Like, I I just I find that difficult to believe. Um, First round running backs don't really have a history of painting out. And I mean, it's a long history now. I mean, you can go back 20 years and it's it's not it's not good. I mean, even look at Saquon Barkley, you know, sure thing. It's like this guy's going to be a stud comes out rookie year he's a stud and then what happens he, he, he gets he gets hurt like that's what happens to these guys you know um and there's a lot of data too that's just i was i kind of did a little deep dive on it and it's like when these first round running backs get hurt they get replaced by you know 
scrub guy and scrub guy usually ends up only like having like a 10 ish percent or sometimes plays just as good or better than the first round draft pick because it's about the offensive line you know like all these running backs are good they can break tackles they're fast in space and it's it's about blocking for them so if you can block for them Mm -hmm. pretty much anybody that's running back in the nfl can probably run for 100 yards in a football game um but yeah, I think that's what made him slide because I think, I mean, I think, I mean, you're going to like the Steelers wouldn't love another like defensive freak or the Jaguars couldn't use it. I, that, that was a pick that I didn't understand. And then um, Urban Meyer was talking about Etienne after the draft. And he said, because they yeah. have, they have, um, is it Robinson or who's their running back? They have a yeah a Robinson. Running. Yeah. He it's was, not, he was good last year. Good. He had like a thousand yards rushing. And then they signed somebody else. Um, and I can't. You can I never have enough running backs. They signed somebody else, and so he's like, "Yeah, we see Travis is a like a third down back." I'm like, "You used the 25th overall pick in the draft on a third down running back? Like, are you kidding me? Like, I get it. You probably <laughs> boy Trevor Lawrence, but Jesus Christ, Urban, that that was a head scratcher to me. Um, and yeah, I mean, even look at the guys that were taken after him. I mean, Newsom, I think he's good. Uh, Greg Russo, he I watched him at Miami and he was a force for them. Uh, and Tryon at Washington, I you know, the Buccaneers grabbed another another edge rusher, just what they needed. Um, so yeah, I just you know, I I was surprised by that. And I think I think those two picks because it was, I think, yeah, 24th and 25th pick two right around minutes, where yeah. he was supposed to go. I think that's what kind of kind of doomed him there. Um, but at the same time, yeah, three three edge rushers go the last three picks. But he's a tweener. I, it's it's unclear. Is he going to be a safety? Is he going to be a linebacker? I think that hurt him a little bit. Guys are more wanting wanting to know what your role is, I think, than wanting that hybrid. Uh, Isaiah Simmons was like the hybrid last year. And he he played, he was okay. But, yeah, it's like you're kind of like, what is he? I don't know exactly what he is. Um I think it's a good spot for him, though. He, I mean, the Browns actually did trade up to get him, and they have Miles Garrett, who's an absolute freak on that team too. It's a good defense. It's a good, good football team. You know, a solid playoff team. So I, I think it's better than him going to a train wreck like the Jags or the Titans, or not the Titans or the the Giants or something like that. So I don't, I don't hate the spot for him. No, and yeah, and it, he could, yeah, he could definitely get not get as much attention as he would if he was on the Jaguars or some other bad team like you said, because they're going to have to deal with that defensive line. Cleveland could be really good, man. Um, oh, yeah. Feels yeah. really weird to say that, but I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> I, this isn't me like buying into the hype or anything. I'm just like, man, like they were pretty, they were really good last year and I feel like they improved a lot. So yeah, they could be really, really good. Um, right. I was Baker stuff. Me a team that has better outside of court. I don't know if there is one. They, they and if if Baker can just be like above average, I think yeah, they could they could win the AFC. No, I agree. Yeah, they definitely could. So, God, can you imagine fans in the stand in Cleveland just be absolutely it'd be absolutely nuts. People would be stopping. It would, yeah, it would be like the Cubs World Series run. It would just Oh, it that, would. It that would level of shock. Yeah, that level of yeah, they've waited their whole life for this. So, um <sighs> Yeah, I mean Great draft, though. Um, I drank way too much, and it was one of those, like, oh, I can't. Like, the next day, it was like, you know. It was Friday the next day. I met up with Mac, and I actually, Tony was there randomly when we walked in. And uh, so, like, we sat with him. We had a couple drinks. And then Mike, one of our other buddies, uh, used to bounce with us at the pub, showed up. And, um, man, we they were started ripping car bombs and fireballs. It's like 10 30 at night on a Thursday. I have to get up at five 30. Like there we go. Mac texts me at like, you know, seven or eight the next day. He's like, how you doing? I'm like, I'm okay. And like, <laughs> by like, by like seven or eight at night, I'm like, I'm not, I'm still not okay. Like it took me a full like, 24 hours to kind of feeling like mm-hmm. shit before I was, uh, before I was back in action. I'm a shell Joe. I'm a shell of my former self, yeah. shadow, if you will. Um, yeah, we all are. Yeah. Being a dad will do that to you, I hear. So, <laughs> um, oh man, yeah, no, I agree. It was it was a great NFL draft. Um, but NBA, ten days away, playing games. Yeah, are you? I not the a panic meter is the wrong word because I actually kind of delight in LeBron and the Lakers doing poorly. But if you were a Lakers fan, if they have any real fans. 
would you be concerned about them right now? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know how you couldn't be, I guess, at this point. I didn't think they would be. It looked like they were going to get, you know, as of a week ago on our last pod, I was like, hey, it looks like they might end up squaring up with the Nuggets and they're going to get LeBron and AD back and rolling. And then this LeBron ankle injury happens. Um, Schroeder has COVID apparently now. so he's What? Yeah. yeah. People yeah. still get that? I guess. Yeah, apparently it's still going on. Um, no. Uh, and, uh. And yeah, they're in trouble. They actually, I think they got the Mavericks past them, so they are solidly yeah. in the six in the six spot right now. And the Trailblazers are nipping at their heels. And yeah, you don't want to be in that seventh. Now, at the same time, I would say that if you tell me that LeBron and a LeBron, the Lakers have to win one of three games, you know, to get yeah. to the playoffs. I'm no, like, they'll make it. I think they'll make it still. You but know? if it, what if Golden State's sitting there in eight and it's a Steph Curry revenge game, and then somehow the Pelicans are there and it's a sending the throne in the Lakers? Yeah, I mean that's a little bit fantastical, but still, it'd be fun to see the Lakers get bounced early, have to play in the play-in, and at the same time, even if they do make it, they're playing maybe the Jazz, the Suns, and those teams are clicking right now, and they're going to have to win a game. In Salt Lake or Phoenix, it's tough. I I'm more on the other end of that. I feel I would be pissed if I was Jazz Suns <laughs> fans right now because I'd be sure. like, Are you kidding me. We're gonna get the one or the two seed, and like our reward is we get to face the defending champions and LeBron. Awesome, you know, like in round one. Awesome. It's I think what is better to get them early when they haven't been meshing, they haven't been playing together. That that would be the time to get them out. But I get what you're saying. I think kind of the most just scenario would be the 3-6 match. Make the LA teams play each other, knock them out, have the Clippers-Lakers go at it in that 3-6 game. Yeah, no, that would be that would be awesome. That's what everybody wants. Everybody wants that, and on the other coast, they want the Knicks and the and the um, Nets to play each other. That would be TV. That If that playing game happens, though, and it is Lakers-Warriors, like, it'll oh, be one yeah. watched sporting events in like um recently i did see this just quick quick shout out so mm. um they did the it was the top 10 uh sporting events i think since fans have been allowed back in the stands or maybe it was this year i don't know uh one and two were both college basketball games the national championship and gonzaga ucla were one and two so college basketball is not dead um not Those yet are the top two like like Best 16 games. 16 some million people tuned in to watch those. Oh, really? Like okay. Two and a half million above like whatever the whatever the next was. Yeah. There we yeah. go. But they didn't have the Super Bowl on that. It was yeah. no it was not football. It was like Oh, non football. Okay. 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 That was the that was the requisite, which makes sense cuz I mean obviously Super Bowl is going to blow all that out of the water. Um but yeah, I mean um Jokic seems like he's locked up the MVP. I think I checked. He's like minus 550. I didn't oh, get yeah. it on that like early enough. I should have just got. He was like minus two twenty a, a couple weeks. Oh, ago. it's got even worse. But I feel so confident. It, it's in the bets of the week. We threw it in there. Oh well, why not? I mean, yeah, you short term investment. Just yeah. get in there. Do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's winning. He could probably get hurt and like be out for the rest of the season, and he'd still win. Right. Um, there's only there's only like six regular season games left. He's he's got it sewn up. For sure. Yeah. Um. On the other side for the playing game, the Wizards and Russell Westbrook, they're alive, man. I mean, Russ is uh Russ put up a 20-20 and I mean a 20 <laughs> rebound, 20 assist game, which I think is only other I think Will Chamberlain is the only other guy to have ever done that. Um how much coach, do you love playoff Russ though? Oh, I uh, this is everything we wanted, man. We wanted the Wizards to get like the eight to be in that play-in game and we just get we just get extra playoff Russ and then he's gonna He's, He's going to fall the, apart like he always does. Yeah, he probably will. But I, I, I want, I, I would love for them to make it, them to be the eight seed and go up against the Nets. And I mean, Russ is going to walk onto that court with potentially, you know, Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. And Russ is going to believe, you know, he's going to know he's the I'm best, the best player. player. Like I'm the best. <laughs> I'm clearly the best. It's not that good. <laughs> like, so. I, but uh, speaking of, the Sixers have won five in a row. The Nets have lost three straight. They have a game and half lead on the Nets. The Sixers might just sew up this one seed here pretty quick, which is a little bit unexpected after we thought the Nets had passed them for good. Yeah, um, I think the Harden injury really, you know, like 
it, that matters, you know, like it's this oh, yeah. is a guy that's, you know, he's won a couple MVPs. Uh, he's, you know, a top five player in the league, you would say. You don't just lose that guy. And then, um, you know, people, I think a lot of people believe that they could, the Nets could still do it with uh, Durant and Irving. I would yeah. rather have, I would rather have a hearty, a healthy Harden, I think, at this point um, with one of those guys, you know, pick one. Then, uh, uh, then Irving for sure. I think Durant's still going to be, especially in the playoffs, but maybe regular season Harden could beat Durant. That's, that's an, there's an argument for sure. No, no, no. I would rather have like, I would rather have Harden with Durant over like Durant and Irving. I guess that's. Oh, agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Kind of phrase phrase that. Um, I would not. No, no, no. Yeah. I phrase phrase that poorly. Yeah. I would not want Harden and Irving over and like have Durant out. Yeah. Durant's the lock in this, in this blue player scenario for sure. Um, Yeah. 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 I think that's everything I have on the NBA. Oh, it is the NBA. It, that would be the NBA's worst case scenario if the Lakers did get bounced and play in game, right? Like that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's not going to happen. But that would be a absolute ratings nightmare for them. You know, um, yeah. the, the Lakers and then the Nets get an injury and they get bounced, and you know we get we get a a a Bucks Jazz Finals. Oh God, they're throwing Ooh. up in their mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It gets me all tingly. I know. Just, I know. just real basketball. <laughs> they don't want that, Joe. Not anymore. Yeah, I mean, they're they're hoping for Lakers Nets, right? Like two biggest markets, two oh, yeah. like four of the five biggest stars in the game, pretty much. Like, yeah, they, yeah, that's what they want. Certainly, certainly, certainly. Um, baseball's back in action, rocking and rolling. Uh, did you tune in to the Astros Yankees game the other night? <laughs> No, I he- I heard there was some uh, some sour grapes by Yankees fans. Yeah, maybe they they were chanting Altuve's name, but they they weren't getting it. For, his name's Jose Altuve, and they were they were they were calling him Duck Altuve for some reason. Um, I don't know what that was about. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, dude, you should look it up. It is like you will not think there's fit. It's like no, that's a full stadium. They like have eighty thousand people in that stadium screaming at Altuve, and it's like nope. There's 15,000 Yankees fans all getting each other just pumped up, and it is <laughs> loud, and it is real. And if they don't bleep it out, it's like like people are covering their children's ears in the stand. <laughs> well, Yankees, let me tell you, you were not beating that Dodgers team in the World <laughs> Series, and you couldn't even beat the Astros the next year when they weren't cheating. So go out there and win something Yankees before you call their people cheaters, because you have the biggest payroll. You've had the biggest payroll in a sport that doesn't have a salary cap. So you're cheating in your own way. Really? <laughs> That's your take on it. I just think it's, I, I, we've talked about this. We've touched on it. We've beat it into the ground. It was worse for the optics of baseball that the, they weren't punished. You know, if they'd been like, Hey, you're suspended 20 years, you're, you're suspended 25 games. You're suspended 30 games. You're, that would have been, I think people would have been like, okay, there was yeah. real repercussions here, but there weren't, they, there weren't any real repercussions. And then only um, for the managers, yeah. <laughs> only for the manager and the GM, which who cares? And they're already back in baseball. I think, I do think it's interesting that somehow the Red Sox have like skirted all this. And I'm like, they did the same thing, right? Shouldn't we be, you know, equally as mad at the Red Sox? Um, no, as, as far as Boston cheating goes, they don't even hit the radar of, of cheating in Boston. So. That's fair. That's fair. They've got a long, a long tainted history of that. So, but um, I, I didn't. Know, I haven't been watching a lot of baseball. I did notice there was a lot of parody, though. Right, the, the yeah. team with the best league or best record in the whole league, major and or uh, NL and AL, is the Athletics at nineteen and twelve. No one has a record better than nineteen and twelve right now. It's it's remarkable. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of parody. There's been. Uh, there was another no-no tonight, um, and it was Ooh. almost a perfect game. He threw a wild pitch, and the guy got to first. But if he hadn't done that, it would have been, <laughs> been a perfect game, actually. Uh, I think he had 13 strikeouts, too. Yeah, complete perfect game. So. Pretty nice. Um, wow. For the Orioles, um, I think. Yeah, right? For the Orioles. And the guy that threw it is from Kansas, actually. First guy from Kansas to throw a no-no since Walter Big Train, Big Train Johnson. One of my favorite 1920s baseball pitchers, certainly. Um, 
I'm being completely serious too. I, I'm obsessed with that era, the golden era of baseball. And I, yeah, I did. I did a book report on on Walter Johnson. Actually, that's <laughs> remarkable, Nate. That's that's a yeah, deep dive. I think deep. the pitcher's name tonight was John Means, though. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, it. yeah. He's he's from Olathe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, see? Yeah. I saw that and I was like, oh, I'm going to bring that up because I was I love a Walter Johnson reference anytime we do <laughs> the pod. Um. So, uh, yeah, I um. The Cubs are the Cubs. I, I, I mean, it's going to be. I think they're going to be lucky to make the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. It could be a fire sale in July. It feels like for them, which is sad because it would be sad to see a lot of the heroes go. But um, even I get heroes it. get old. Mm-hmm. Even heroes get old. And at the end of the day, anybody after we won that World Series, it was like we're so young. This is going to be a dynasty. I'm like, this is what happens, man. Like, this I thought they happens. might win another. I thought they had two in them, though. Man, well. You know, man, I think they used up all the all the pixie dust in 2016. Really, I think they really emptied it out. That's true. We had so, to keep Cleveland from winning one there. If that's all I ever get, man, I'll always have that. So I'm okay. You know, at the end of the day, I really, I really believe that. If if Notre Dame football could win a championship, I think I could really die a happy man at this point. So, um, yeah. Uh, speaking <sighs> of, they uh, they lost. Five-star wide receiver uh, Jalen Johnson entered the transfer portal the day after the Blue Gold game. Um, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just, I'm like, man, like, though it's so easy to enter it now. Like, this is my thing, and we all know that Kelly doesn't want to play you um, until you've been in the system. You're a junior or sophomore or whatever. You're an upperclassman, basically. They are going to lose guys like this consistently. If you come in and you're a five-star recruit and you're like, I've been the best player. I was the best player in my state. And then I think he caught, he caught, or he played in two games. And I don't think he caught a pass as a freshman, you know? And I mean, that it's, is, yeah, I get it. They're winning and everything, but you're going to start losing more guys like this because they don't care. You know, they're 18 year old kids. They don't care about, you know, the, the tradition of Notre Dame football or any other school for that matter. And it's so easy to just, go and just be and they're going to meet it's like a second it's like a second recruit you're going to have you know probably 10 college coaches on the phone with you immediately trying to get you to come to their school right it's, and is, is the COVID? i don't know maybe it's only for the spring sports but is covid exception in play that he can play immediately or does he have to take a year off still i believe with the transfer portal now joe like it's it's pretty much um it's pretty much open season like yeah, I don't. I think, you, I think it's a one-year, yeah, open season. If you, and I think it's permanent, though. Like what? I think from, I think from here on out, like if you, if when they say you've entered the transfer portal, that basically means like the NCAA has approved you to enter the transfer portal. This is my basic understanding, and I could be completely wrong here, okay. but this, this is kind of what I've got from just listening to like local sports talk guys and stuff like that talk about it, and I believe that it's going to be like that forever. And if you're in, you're in like you can transfer and you can play immediately Um, because they're, they're going to try to give all these concessions to these guys so they can do everything they can except for pay them. You know, they will literally give them everything as long as they don't have to pay them even minimum wage, because they know as soon as they start doing that, it's just going to go worse and worse and worse and worse. And uh, I think the name image and likeness stuff is going to help them out for a minute. But I just think eventually, you know, I think in 20, 30, 40 years, like the way like college football is just going to be so different. It's going to be a complete it's going to be basically a minor league system for the NFL. And, um, you know, and this is you know, this is I think, you know, it's it'll be like the Super League. Basically, there'll be about 20 teams that are in this in the, you know, um, in these this big conference and they're competing Mm. for the championship and everybody else can screw off. And maybe if you're really good, maybe you can get an invite to the Super League. Well, that, that's the hope. we got to stay in. I think right now, if there was a Super League, Notre Dame would be in. I think that's oh, kind of a no fun doubt. thing. Like, you can apply the Super League to lots of things, right? College football would probably be, what, like Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, Texas, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, LSU, Clemson, trying to think, USC, Florida, maybe like there's ten teams right there, and I think Notre Dame is still in that upper echelon, no, and they and they, they yeah. will be for you know unless some sort of catastrophe happens. But I do agree though. I I think that like like last year they were in the playoff hunt. They wanted to win. Probably did Ben Skoranek 
did Javon McKinley give you a better chance of winning last year? Maybe, but at the same time, when you're winning games by 20 or 30 points against a Syracuse or against uh, New Mexico, whatever, like you got to put the young guys in there. You got to give them a taste. It's, you don't worry about eligibility. If they're that good, they're not going to be staying for four years, five years. Uh, and I do think he could do a better job. I mean, Chris Tyree got some run last year as a freshman, but still, there was still probably too many times that Sebo Flemister was getting carries when, when Tyree could have been in there. Sorry, guys. We had some technical difficulties there. We were just discussing uh, freshmen playing more for Notre Dame and uh, that we hope that Brian Kelly can kind of we'll, – we'll, we'll see the – read the tea leaves a little bit and understand that he's going to lose a lot of these guys because they don't care at the end of the day. You know, they're the best best player at their high school. They're probably the best player in their city, in their town. And, um, yeah, they you know, they're going to be gone because it's so easy to enter the transfer portal. And I just – I hope that he makes an adjustment. I think there is times that they are up big on these schools that they should be up big on. And there's no reason that Jalen Johnson should have only played in two games and had zero catches last year at the end of the day as a five-star recruit. Um, maybe he won't ever be anything. Maybe he's just a bust, but it feels like losing a five-star player when we always talk about how there's only a handful of five-star guys that Notre Dame can even offer because of academics. Uh, it hurts, man. It hurt to uh, see that the day after the Blue Gold game. And I don't think he had a catch in the Blue Gold game either, you know? So he's Oof. probably... Like, it was a pretty uh, pretty lackluster game, too. Oof. Yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't really watch. I read some... Uh, <laughs> I read some... Uh, I was doing yard work the whole time. I read some... Uh, I don't, I'm don't. i not big on the Blue Gold game anymore. I'm not going to lie, man. I can't, uh, I can't really <laughs> get behind it. But um, I did see that they were going to let uh, Buckner... Uh, not have a red jersey in the first half. Yeah, uh, yeah. Did he get tackled? Did he get sacked at all? I, I'm not. I, I didn't watch the the I'm full game it. either. But yeah, it was kind of cool to see that he was getting some live balls where he wasn't fully protected. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, that's all I had on Notre Dame football. Honestly, I did want to touch on the European Super League. Uh, this again, this is this is breaking. I there's so get this. There's like four or five teams. Like all the non-English teams still haven't technically pulled out, and now um, the powers that be in soccer are talking about like potentially banning the teams uh, from They're from the that are no, just that, that, like that did it. It's like oh, you thought oh. You, it was a fail. It was a failed coup. It was a failed coup, and they are thinking about lining these guys up for the firing squad now. There's no way they can do it. They, they'd be costing themselves so much money leaving out those teams that did. I mean, these are some of the biggest names. You're talking about leaving out Manchester, Chelsea, Arsenal, Barcelona, like Liverpool. They, they can't do that. Okay, here. I I just – I don't I don't follow soccer, Joe. You know this. And I'm just so – this is this – is, this was at 237 today. Super League Rebels could face two-year Champions League ban. Sources. <laughs> UEFA are ready to pursue severe disciplinary action against clubs that signed up to the Super League and have yet to sufficiently distance themselves from the project. Multiple sources familiar with the situation. Sufficiently distanced. So you're right. <laughs> you're right. So it's there's because there's uh, here. Who is it? Uh, let's see. They've reached an understanding with seven clubs: Arsenal, Atletico to Madrid. Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City, Manchester United, Tottenham, Hotspur, Inter Milan, okay. close to an agreement as well. But there's four clubs, and these are big ones, man, right? Like, I've heard of these guys. Juventus, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and AC Milan. Sure, yeah. They're stuck in their positions, and they could face uh, UEFA disciplinary processing or whatever. That, that would be a big deal, but the UEFA Champions League isn't their main league, so that's the one they go to after they play sufficiently high in their own league. So, right, the Premier League is the British League. Um, Serie A is the Italian one. So they, they'd still be able to play in their domestic leagues. They'd just be banned from the like kind of the, the championship, which is, you know, it's a big deal, but it's, it's not considered as big of a deal as the individual leagues. Okay, okay, all right. So I understand. But it'd still be a big deal. Like, I mean, um, but... I guess they're saying that due to the wording of, of it, they think they'll be okay because they, I think they were, they were asking for permission technically to run the competition and recognition okay. rather than officially breaking away from the organization. Which is true though. They did say that they were going to, um, they were not, they were still going to play in the premier league. They're going to play in, um, you know, the Italian league and, you know, all these other little things and, uh, and then just have their own separate thing. 
Um, but yeah, that was, that was just what I wanted to touch. That was like breaking today. And I thought that was crazy and fascinating. <laughs> oh, Tony LaRusa, Chicago White Sox manager, didn't admitted that he did not know the extra inning rule about the base, the extra base. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you for admitting that. Or wait, no, what did he know? Hendricks should double switch in the game in the bottom of the ninth inning, taking the number five spot in the batting order, which made the last out in the top of the frame. Per MLB rules and extra innings began spot in the order to make the last out in the previous inning becomes the base runner at second base. Okay. So he knew that there was a, they knew that there was a base runner, but he didn't know that the rule is that um, it's the number five spot in the batting or the spot in the order to make the last out in the previous inning becomes the base runner at second base. So he didn't know that. I didn't know that either, but I'm also not managing a professional baseball team. So. Yeah, it's a weird rule, but yeah, if, you, if you're an MLB manager, you got to know that one. You yeah, know that one. I wouldn't admit that I wasn't either, especially if I'm a dinosaur like he is. Jesus. So, yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. interpreted it differently. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. <sighs> um, yeah. Uh, that's everything I had kind of social media story, maybe, Matt. Yeah, Matt, what you got? Yeah, let me pull it up here. Um, I don't know if it's any good, but uh, always say that uh, lies. I know, I know. Just gotta have a little more confidence here. Quebec man breaks the Guinness record with 44-hour video game marathon. She, uh, it looks like he just did this yesterday. He broke a world record by playing an online video game for 44 hours, 44 minutes, and 44 seconds. I feel like I could beat that. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised I, it isn't like twice as long, honestly. Not, I don't know. not saying like that's bad. You get sleep deprivation, but I bet, I bet someone's done that longer and just not. A... Well, I, oh, it's crazy because I just remember reading about some of those people that were dying. There's multiple people who yeah. died from playing video games like 36 hours. And okay. he was originally going to end at 34 hours, but he discovered someone else was chasing the same record at the same <laughs> time. So he said. Uh, let's go for another 12 hours. What a role model, man. Ah. Yeah. Hero. Hero, dude. Did he what have... Was, what was he playing? Did it say? What was uh, this world... toxicology report like afterwards? That's what... <laughs> uh, World of Warcraft. He said, to stay awake, oh, okay. I just ate healthy. I tried to always have people talking. <laughs> you know he was drinking Mountain Dew Code Red. He, he was eating celery and ants on a log and talking <laughs> to his book club. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, 44 hours, that's just crazy. I couldn't even imagine trying to stay awake for 24 hours and doing that. Wow. Yeah, but, I, uh, I don't know. I've, I've probably been on some 24-hour gaming gaming binges before, but I think much past that, you know, you're really you're really pushing your limits, testing yourself. Cognitive decline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. But good, good job, about. Quebec. Yeah. It's kind of random. Random. No, Somebody's gonna not. kill themselves going for that now. You know that's the sad yeah. part. There's gonna be some yeah. 15, 16 year old that just dies from a heart attack from chugging Red Bulls or whatever, trying to beat that record. Yeah, that was a good one, man. That was a good one. They're always good. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, with that, is it time, Joseph? It's time. I. It's hard. It. This is a hard time of year to find it bets is. of the week. You could go live NBA lines, but that's not very timely for our listeners. So I went with some NBA futures, but not two two futures. So let's get them engaged here. We talked about it a little bit earlier. The Joker, Jokic, Denver Nuggets, Jamal Murray gets hurt. He doesn't seem to miss a beat. They've gone eight and two in their last ten games. He's locked it up the MVP with about six games remaining. I found the odds now. They've jumped, but minus two thousand. Okay, so hear me out. You throw a hundred bucks on it. You get five bucks. You throw two hundred, you get ten bucks. It's just kind of like investing, getting a five percent return immediately to just do it. Joker's the MVP. Put a little money in there, you'll get it back in a few weeks. What am I missing here, Nate? Nothing, nothing. Like I said, I think Joker could literally tear his ACL tomorrow, be out for the season, and he'd still probably win MVP. Um, yeah, especially with the fact that you know, like it's okay. So who's in second? It's Joel Embiid, right? I think Joel Embiid's odds are probably second behind him. Yeah, maybe maybe Curry's. Yeah, one of those two. Curry's might. So it's it's such a it's such a a one man race at this point that even if he did that, like what would like Curry makes it a little interesting. But 
I would. I agree. I agree. regular I season award. You're, you're, you're betting. You're you're going to lay that money, and the only thing that kills you is if he tears his ACL or something like that tomorrow. And, and then you're still him. probably okay. You're still probably. It, it, okay. it would take a Deshaun Watson fall from grace for for Jokic not to win it. Deshaun Watson. I think that could work out good for you guys, actually. You know, because you're not going to be able to trade him, and uh, nobody's going to blame you for like not trading him because you can't trade him. <laughs> so he's. It's like the best case scenario. He's going to be grateful. He's like, thank you so much, Houston, for believing me. (laughs) Yeah, right. God. Oh, Deshaun, Deshaun, Deshaun. What a fall from grace, though. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's, you know, it's not fun. But, you know, add some zeros in there. You you put a million dollars in to win 20,000. Like, yeah, it's not bad. (laughs) We we have that kind of bankroll here. So we could could do that. mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, a couple to make the playoffs. These are kind of fun. So Warriors to make the playoffs is actually plus odds, plus 108, which I like that. I mean, they they still have Steph, who's probably you know, obviously the best guard in basketball this year. He's playing like it. They're the eight seed right now. Uh, for that to win, you'd probably, like we said earlier, you, you wouldn't want the Lakers to fall. You want the Lakers to stay at six. And if the Warriors just beat the Trailblazers, they're in the playoffs. So I kind of like that, uh, getting plus odds for the Warriors to make – and then this, the fine print was make the playoffs in the sense they make, you know, the final suit. Okay. Okay. Um, I like that as plus money because, you know, you're especially, especially if, if the Lakers don't make that play in tournament, I think the Warriors are going to be really dangerous in there. And I think the, the, are the, are the Warriors the eight seed right now? They're like not in the, yeah. Right. They, not- they are eight. Yeah. So the, and then they could fall to nine, but like if they stay at eight, they could beat the Blazers. And if they didn't, they'd probably beat the Grizzlies or the Spurs. Like I, I'd like that. Their chances. Yeah. There. yeah. Indeed. Indeed. I like that. I like that. Um, I think I like your last one the most though. So I know, I knew, I knew you would. They got some of your guys on the Hornets, the Hornets to make the playoffs are plus odds, but even a little more plusy at a uh, one They're also sitting right now at the eight seed. And obviously, the East is not as, as salty down there. They, they just have to beat you know, the, the resurgent Wizards or the Pacers, um, or if they played the Heat in this 8-7 game, beat the Heat, which would be kind of a, a taller order. So maybe the Heat at 7 is a tough game. If the Celtics fall, I'd kind of like them to beat the Celtics the way they're playing. But bottom line is they just got to beat one of those teams, probably the Wizards or Pacers, and they're going to make it in to the playoffs. Yeah, um, I like that because also LaMelo Ball is quietly superhuman and has come back – in like what like eight weeks or whatever from a broken wrist it's absurd yeah. absolutely absurd there it was it was just he's dead he's he was done for the season and now apparently he's not so uh, yeah no love those bats too that's a good one oh, thank you thank you nate yeah the hornets i didn't need to watch more hornets i mean they got a lot of fun players razier bridges like they they're, they're worth a watch, even if you're not like a hardcore basketball fan, just because they have so many guys from college that you followed and they're a small market and ball, like you said, is unique talent. So I'm, I'm making a concerted effort. I want to watch at least three NBA games this week, or at least like <laughs> at least like 10 quarters of NBA basketball it could be across multiple games. I need to do that. You'll be happy to know that I took a hit on my sin betting this week on the three the threes were not falling the threes did not fall no they did not i knew i was in rough shape when after the first game it was four to four at the eight minute and 30 second mark i was like oh that one didn't hit and then yeah second one didn't hit either but overall <sighs> in the season it's still plus money so i will probably keep hitting it as the season winds down um they made the odds worse though too it's like not plus money <laughs> they were just hitting too much yeah i uh, was see like can i go right now and watch an nba game the the Knicks Nuggets sounded juicy, but the Nuggets are up by tw- left, and that just speaks to the, the dominance of the Joker. The Joker, indeed, indeed. You um, know, it's, his stat line is now: it's thirty one points, twelve rebounds, six assists. Yeah. Beginning of the fourth quarter. Yeah, he's a freak. No, no big deal. He's a freak, dude. And um, he is. Oh, this is a fun stat on the Joker. He is going to be the first second round pick to win an MVP. And I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek because, um, God, it wasn't Bernard King. There was another New York Knick back in the 60s that was technically drafted in the second round. But here's the here, – like, Was there like 10 teams, 18? Yeah, he was the 15th pick in the draft because back then, this is literally what they did. They had a regional draft, which is like – so it was like literally like three or four like teams 
it was like if you had a college basketball player like within your region, you just had the right to draft him, which is absurd. Um, and so they did that, and then they did the first round, and then they did the second round. But yeah, there was like eight teams, so he was wow. the 15th pick in the draft. And um, God, I, I don't know, I don't remember who it was. So technically, he was a second round pick. Uh, Joker was the 45th pick in his draft. He is going to be <laughs> by far the lowest drafted player to win an MVP. Um, and it really speaks to, you know, the development of this guy. And I don't know how it's going to, you know, it's, you know, between him and Giannis, like, what is this going to do to NBA NBA guys? They're just going to, you know, because neither of those guys coming in the draft, it was like, eh, you know, like, nobody, nobody, you didn't think either of those guys were going to, you would have told people during the draft, like, that the, the Joker and Giannis were going to combine for three MVPs as of 2021, like, they would have called you an idiot, rightfully so. Well, yeah, and but to be fair, some they've been doing something with between them two and and Luca. Like we're just getting a higher caliber of player, and maybe it's a decline in the the college basketball and the the high school guys from here. Like that, the European players are just they've caught up with us because there were so many flameouts right in the mid two thousands. Yeah. But it's it's just resurgent. I mean, you you could honestly argue that you take the top five European guys, they they could have a shot against the top five American guys right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I I'm agree. trying to think of who would it be past that. It'd be Giannis, Luca, um, Joker. Yeah, who who else would be there for them? Would you <laughs> I I, would you would you count Embiid as an African guy? Like maybe you could get just non-American players in there. Yeah, no, I would I would say so. Yeah, I would count. Yeah, you definitely count him. Um, I don't you know. Probably wouldn't want I mean, the Gasols. Gasols are a little bit old. Yeah. If you're doing the European thing, Schroeder is uh, from France, actually. That's true. Um, yeah. 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 I don't like, know. They not, probably I wouldn't. Think- they wouldn't win. Uh, oh, Gobert. Gobert is in there. Gobert. Siakam. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, these are good ones. I have Sabonis. To yeah. You got they they could at least give them a game. I I do not think they would win, but they would do better than any point in NBA history right now. Oh, certainly they would. Yeah. 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 So. so. No, yeah, I, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna do. I'll try to do a deep dive on that, and we'll come up with like the best <laughs> non-American starting five or whatever. Going now. So, oh, season two and three of Invincible confirmed, guys. Let's go. Let's go. What? Tell me about. Is that Let's a? Is it a cartoon? Yeah, it's a cartoon. It's a comic book. Uh, but they like R-rated. Like, have you seen the boys oh, no. on um? on uh amazon it's on amazon yeah uh, i've seen a little bit of it yeah so yeah it's it's kind of like that but man like it's uh it, it's great dude it's just an awesome show if you like good television shows watch it i mean the last episode was like powerful man it, wow so uh i would highly recommend it and yeah two and three just confirmed today it looks like so awesome mm-hmm. awesome awesome um yeah that is everything i have Nate, that was great. You brought the energy. I was feeling a little tired tonight. You rejuvenated me, got me going. I'm gonna circle an NBA game tomorrow. Let me let me pick it out right now. Watch tomorrow. Sorry, we we're not done yet, folks. We're gonna give you the game to watch tomorrow if you couldn't figure it out watching. yourself. Uh, Lakers Clippers tomorrow, nine o'clock. There you yeah. go. Check it there out. There it is. Yeah, mm. I think LeBron might be back too for that game. <gasps> the battle for go. LA. Anyways, Matt's going to kill us if we don't sign off soon. But that's all I got. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to tune in next week. I think we should be starting season two sometime soon. One year.